This is the Financially Free Entrepreneur, the business and personal finance podcast made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs that's aimed at helping you create financial freedom for yourself from your business. I'm your creator and host, Chris Jolly, a serial entrepreneur and business and money mindset coach who helps business owners that are already making money figure out how to keep more of what they make and what to do to make it grow. All right, Jahan, welcome to the Financially Free Entrepreneur Podcast. It's great to have you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how long you have been in business and what exactly it is that you do? So I've worked in the natural health industry for close to 25 years. I've been self-employed for as long as I can remember. My current company, I started in 08 here when I moved to New Orleans. Before that, I had owned health food stores. So I was just transitioning from one thing into another, but I can't remember the last time that I've worked for anybody else. It's been a very long time. Very cool. How'd you get started in that? It just started with being passionate about something. And just, I worked in restaurants for a long time, waiting tables. And I was always like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid to leave that money, cash that I would get every night. I pursued my interest in natural health and went and got a college degree for it. And job opportunities just presented themselves and gave me ideas. So it just made it happen. Very cool. Uh, now, as far as a college, what exactly is it that you went for? What is the degree that you got? And where did you go to school? So my degree is as in holistic nutrition from Bastyr University in Seattle. Lived up there for about six years and it helped me with the nutrition and health aspect, but it didn't necessarily help me with sales. I stepped into a couple of opportunities to own health food stores. So I owned one in San Diego, co-owned one, and then I co-owned one in Seattle. So I kind of learned as I went sales and then merge all of that passion with the natural health. So I did the health food store thing, having the brick and mortar retail store. And then when outside sales reps come into my store and talk to me, I was like, man, I don't want to be tied down to a store. Yes, I'm self-employed, but I want to be mobile and I can do that job really well. So I pursued it and made it happen. So that's what I do now. It's a lot of outside sales for health and nutrition products. And then I do some wellness consultations on the side. That's really awesome. Now I want to drill down a little bit on something that you touched upon there. And that's that a lot of people who start businesses do so exactly like you did, because they find something they're passionate about and that they want to pursue. And then they come to find that just because they're passionate about something or that they have worked in a business that does the thing that they do, that doesn't necessarily prepare you for actually running a business. No, not at all. I don't know if you're familiar with the book, The e it's a fairly well-known business book that's been around a while. The guy's actually written a whole series about it. But the main point of the e-myth actually goes back to that, and that's that you have a technician and you have an entrepreneur. So the technician is the person who knows how to do the thing the business does. So if I have a bakery, a technician knows how to make cupcakes. But as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you need to learn how to run and operate the business. It's not enough to know how to make the cupcake. Like you said, you have to know how to do the sales. You have to be able to market. You've got to be able to talk with vendors, all that kind of stuff that just knowing the thing itself doesn't prepare you for. It. And if you make mistakes, you learn and come back again and do it better the next go around. Just dust yourself off and then fix it. So yeah, experience is invaluable. Exactly. All right. Now here's a fun one that I like to ask and don't feel like you have to answer because it can be really personal for some people, but how much does your business make? How much debt do you have for the business? If any, our business is debt free. I'm paying for like website services and stuff like that. We have some costs, operating costs, gas and getting up there in the field and it's changed changes so often, depending on how many companies we have. I know at the top of my game, I was making a hundred grand a year just for me without any sales reps. 
then the industry changed and we lost lives and some companies like went into Walgreens and then we stopped working with them. And, and then I've taken on a business partner five years ago. So he takes a chunk of the business and I have scaled back my territory and where I'm driving to and going to just because I've paid my dues. I've done my time. I don't want to drive that much anymore. So yeah, I guess at the top of it, it was, I was making like a hundred grand a year. And as far as revenue, do you know about what your predicted revenue for the year will be this year? Oh gosh, we're so busy that putting orders that we haven't really crunched the numbers, but I'll tell you one company that we just started with three months ago, if not a little less, we did 15,000 in sales for just one line on month number two or three, and we've got about 25 lines. All right. Now, one out of three entrepreneurs, and this is actually what really got me interested in this work because I've been that entrepreneur not once, but twice, don't save anything for retirement. So more than 30% of everybody who owns a business has $0 put away to retire. Are you currently saving for retirement? And if so, what does that look like for you? Because of the state that our world is going through and the imminent dollar crash, yeah, I've diversified some, I bought some assets, some property, some silver, some gold, some crypto, just bought some like uranium the other day. So I'm hoping if I diversify and that's my retirement plan, I don't do any of the like IRA or the Roth or any of that stuff. So I'm trying to be more in control of my stuff and exit the corrupt system that we've had for all these years and trying to switch gears a little bit. But yeah, I definitely think about all of that revenue that is, what's the word that I'm looking for? Just on autopilot. Like at one point I had a bunch of rental properties and I had some rental income, but I wanted to decide. So yeah, I think about all of those things and I try to prepare and forecast and yeah, not be caught my pants down. So you brought up an point there and it's contentious with some people because people have been sold for so long the idea of the 401k and how it's a great retirement vehicle because you just put your money in and you never think about it again. And that's the problem right there. You put your money in it and then you don't think about it and like you said you don't have control over it so for a business owner especially one of those retirement accounts is usually not the best way to invest their money that involves a government that has their hand in any of your cookie jars just sounds like a bad idea especially now more than ever they're freezing bank accounts all over the world they're stopping people from taking their money out and right. it's crazy right yeah now. that can go down a whole nother rabbit hole of how to shift out of that for all intents and purposes we're not gonna talk about that today maybe another time i do put a, my tinfoil hat a little bit on for this podcast so you know don't feel like you have to censor yourself all right the next thing that i want to ask you is what did you learn about finance growing up because we spend 10 12 18 years in school, depending on what you go to school for. And I walked away. I know how to do the Pythagorean theorem. I learned how to do calculus. Nobody taught me how to balance a checkbook. And now most people don't have checkbooks that they're balancing anymore, but it's the same idea. Nobody taught me about the different types of income, about the importance of saving, about why to invest. I didn't learn it. How about you? No, the only thing that I can from college is like an economics class, little bits and pieces of it. But I think the one thing that stuck with me, which was not from college, was my dad fast forward years later, the echoes of his voice saying multiple streams of income. So I think that's a really important one. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, because uh, you drop that basket, then you're in trouble. For yeah, sure. and especially with everything that's going on now, you never know what's going to happen or what the next shoe to drop is, especially in the way the global economy is going. So you, right. you have concentrated everything into one thing is very risky right now, especially. Yeah, people live by the seat of their pants and just in the moment and today, and that just 
terrifies me. I just, I can't wrap my hand around that. So it sounds like you didn't get anything really from school, like most of us don't, but you did get a little bit from your family. Have you taken any courses related to finances and business, anything of that nature, done any coaching, mentoring, workshop? I've taken a lot of workshops, but I took a, a class on things that would make me money, buying tax liens. And I was really hardcore focused on that. Um, until COVID hit. So I'm like putting the brakes on that, downsize on tax liens. There's definitely some stuff in there that would guide you towards checks and balances and money-making strategies and stuff like that. This podcast is all about financial freedom and how entrepreneurs can use their business as a vehicle to create financial freedom for themselves. But when you say financial freedom to people, a lot of people have the idea that we've been sold in the media that financial freedom means being really rich, sitting by the pool and doing nothing, having a yacht or having lots of fancy cars. And then when you actually talk to people and have them drill down, most people don't really desire those things or not in the same way that they're portrayed in the media or on the same scale. So what does financial freedom look like to you? If you knew that you had enough money that you were covered for the rest of your life and you didn't have to work another day if you didn't want to. And of course, we often find that entrepreneurs still want to continue working even when they reach that point. What would you do? What would that look like for you? What is your dream financial freedom picture? I guess probably opening up an animal sanctuary and saving a whole lot of animals. And I would probably open up a chain of health food stores in Louisiana where they are desperately needed, where I would have much competition. So that would be what I would do. Those two things. Yeah, those are two causes that I'm also very passionate about. That's actually how Jahan and I met. She was the first friend I made when I came to New Orleans, and I contacted her through the vegan Facebook group, and we've been friends ever since. I know, and how long ago is that now? Oh boy, five or six years. Really? That seems longer. Okay, so what are some of the challenges that you've faced in your business from a financial perspective, or what are the biggest challenges financially that you face right now? And how have you overcome them, or if they're challenges for right now, what are your plans to overcome them? It's related, I guess I have to say, when we've abruptly lost lines that we were representing due to one reason or another. So that's happened and that's been an interrupting thing. I guess that's the most interrupting thing when it comes to our business. Figuring out challenges with website people, what to do and what not to do. I, once again, like I was super green until I made a real website. And then I realized what kind of people I want to work with, what I don't want. And now I think I've got it like more dialed in. And I think I finally found a good team. So that was another like learning lesson thing that had to happen and play out that way. So we talked a little bit, or you mentioned a little bit about some of the investments you have and have been in. Do you want to go into a little bit more detail about what you invest in and why? Yeah. So most of my investments have been on property, I haven't like flipped properties like within six months kind of speed like some people do, but I've bought and held and leveraged them and rented them and let them appraise for more and then sell them and try to avoid capital gains tax or roll it into a 1031. So I'm evading any of the tax crap. So that's mostly what I've been pretty successful with was buying properties. I still have a stake in the two properties and then I'm building a house with three acres in the forest in another state. So those all, those should all be good. I think some of the ones that I have a percentage in are going to be sold. So I would just roll that into some other properties or something like that. So I used to have more rental income. One of my other sources of income is an Airbnb that's attached to my home here. That's rented fairly often. So that's one of those streams. But yeah, I used to have like more tenants and I don't have that anymore, but I have had a lot of that as well. 
And uh, it sounds like you like really tan tangible assets, like precious metals and real estate, things you can actually put your hands around. Yeah, that just seems more logical to me. <laughs> but I definitely have a little bit of crypto too. So I definitely have some non-tangible assets. The buzz was just too much that it was unavoidable. Yeah, I think it's maybe not a good idea to dump all of your money into it because we don't know what's going to happen in the space. It's still very unregulated. It's still very young. But there is a lot of promise there in a lot of the technologies. And like most things, 99% of those things will be gone in five years, just like most companies fail. But the ones that are really good projects made by really good developers have the potential to change the financial industry, the way we keep records, and so many other things that we do that it makes sense to at least put a little bit in because the potential return on it is so big, especially as far as everything has fallen. I agree. So be picky about the ones that you choose. So now that you've been in business for yourself for quite some time, what do you wish that you had been taught about personal finance before you started? Oh, gosh. Like maybe strategies. Like in your early 20s when you are just young and naive, that would have been a really good time to get more information from an adult that's been like doing stuff for a long time, like hands-on. And I'm not talking about college. Yeah, college should offer more than they do for sure. But yeah, more hands-on strategies. Like uh, that would have been cool if I was like hanging out with some like real estate or tax lien guru, like in my early 20s, like that would have been awesome. Yeah. Having somebody in your life when you're young to help and point you in the right direction is crucial. I made it to 35 before I realized, hey, I need to something, learn about finances and start saving money because I started being broke all the time. And if I could go back now and teach myself then what I know now, my life would be totally different, completely. Right. I know. The thing is, my dad was a good, like a really good businessman, but I just, I think they maybe just taught me how to balance a checkbook. They pushed the whole indoctrination of school thing. School, college is the answer to everything. Yeah. What's the most rewarding thing for you running your business and being an entrepreneur? The freedom to make things that I want, the freedom to shape, mold my business the way I want it to, the freedom of I could take that person and do business with them or I could leave them because there's plenty more. I guess that and that I'm able to just, I can be in another state and do sales and crank out emails. Like today I had an office day and I had a lot of updates to do on my website and emails to get out to her. So I am a huge traveler, as I know you are too, Chris. We're both like travel addicts. So if I can travel and be somewhere else and be like conducting like that, I'm slowly moving in that direction as my website is getting better and better. So that's my kind of dream scenario. So for you, in one word, the most rewarding thing about having your own business would be freedom. Yeah. Freedom of time, freedom of movement, freedom to do as you please. And, and I think that's why most entrepreneurs go into business. You do have people who just say, hey, this looks like a good money-making opportunity. and I want to make a lot of money, so I'm going to do it. But yeah. for the most part, people go into business because they want that freedom. They want to be able to do their own thing. They want to be able to live a life on their terms, which is why the financial freedom ask of it is so important because until you reach that place, you can't, you're still not really living life on your terms. You may be doing what you want to do in the business, but if you can't step away from that business or if you can't pursue other things, then in some ways it's still just like having a job for yourself. Correct. I agree. Yeah. And certain personalities do well with different situations. Like I am just not a work for somebody kind of person. Right. That's it does not go well. <laughs> yeah, I, that's how I ended up where I am too, because I just, I tried and I guess it, it depends, right? Um, it depends. Like I work wonderfully with my business partner, but he's a partner. What would your advice be to new entrepreneurs? Somebody who is either, has either just started a business or is thinking about making the leap from being an employee to an entrepreneur. Slow and steady wins the race. Divine timing. 
on things. Don't go too crazy that you fall so hard. Ease into it. Work out the kinks. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice and one that I wish I had. I started my because the two food service businesses that I started, I did so with very little capital. Both times it was like, here's enough money to go do a grocery order. I'm going to go make food and sell it for as much as I can and build from there. And I had great success doing that for a while because you can get pretty far doing that for a while. But if you don't have a backstop, if you don't have any kind of savings or operating capital put aside or a part-time job you're also working, the moment you run into a liquidity issue, it's gone. And that's the number one reason most businesses fail is because they don't have enough liquidity to get them through tough times. Yep. And when I had my restaurant, I was definitely pouring money into from this full-time job. I made it float as much as I could. If you could wave a magic wand and have anything you wanted in your business when you wake up tomorrow, what would it be? Have my site completely perfected with all its SEOs and images and looks so that it's like totally turned on and automated for getting in, bringing in more sales outside of our immediate area. That would be great. If tomorrow you woke up and you had 10 times of the budget you currently have for your business, how would you spend that money? I would hire some like good outside sales reps that would mesh with myself and my business partner in maybe other parts of the country to like have them combine their outside sales efforts with this. That being said, in my future, I do plan on transitioning out of this business. Like I, my business partner and I are trying to build it up to a really great level so that we can sell it. And I want to do more stuff with wellness because I have a lot of wellness tools like a machine and a sauna. And I have a lot of experience to offer for helping people with their health. And I'm not doing it as much as I would like to. So I think at some point, like I would want to phase a little bit more into that and less on the hustle and bustle of sales. An exit plan. I feel like most entrepreneurs don't think of that when they start a business, because when you start a business, and especially when it's something you love, you think you're just going to do it and grow really big and just keep doing it forever because you love doing it. And then you never put the end goal in mind that you know, you need to have that exit plan in mind because otherwise you will just keep working and doing that same thing forever. And there's no end in sight. Yeah. And the other thing, I know this isn't necessarily that kind of podcast, but bringing consciousness into everything that you do and energy work is really important. That is part of how things work. Incorporate that, put good energy into it, have a vision and envision those things happening. That's actually exactly what this podcast is about. It's about bringing more consciousness to your financial life and with your business. So that fits in perfect. And then just for fun, what would you request for your last meal? Gosh, I don't know. A really good, healthy, yummy veggie burger. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Amazing. That'll conclude this episode of the Financially Free Entrepreneur. Johan, as always, it's really good to see you and to talk with you. Thanks for sharing your wisdom with our audience. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you next time. Especially because this is a new podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could go ahead and do all of the things. Hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app or wherever you're listening to this now. Leave us a five-star review and tell anybody you know who might benefit from this content. The info for that is in the show notes below. All of this will help to ensure that you stay up to date on when new episodes are released and get the best content to help you in your journey to creating financial freedom. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Financially Free Entrepreneur Podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know 
via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. You'll get one-on-one sessions with me, as well as weekly group coaching calls. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also going to get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers, lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.